Hi everyone and welcome to the Persistent Pain Podcast. I'm your host Shane. Um, really, really enjoyed your feedback so far. Um, I'm glad people are actually listening to it um, and glad people are enjoying it. When I first released the first episode, I was a bit worried it was just going to be me speaking to a mic and having no actual listeners. So um, if you're listening to the podcast and you're enjoying it, please reach out and let me know. It's great to hear your feedback. Um, if there's anything in particular you find valuable, if there's anything particularly you'd like to have covered, just reach out and let me know. And even just reach out, just let me know you listen to it. Let me know you find it valuable. So I'm on facebook.com forward slash Shane Mooney Physio or Instagram at Shane Mooney Physio. That's S-H-A-N-E-M-O-O-N-E-Y-P-H-Y-S-I-O. So for episode six, I wanted to do something slightly different. So rather than having more content, I wanted to do a really, really simple exercise that I think will help a lot of people if you are suffering from persistent pain. Now, just a little bit of a, a pretext first. This exercise isn't a, a be-all cure. It's very generic. So like I've talked about in, in previous episodes, if we want to really fix your pain long term, we need to find out specific to you what the drivers for that pain are. And this exercise doesn't take that into account. So it's important to realize that it's not a, a, a be-all, fix-all but it's a really, really good tool. It's a really, really good exercise if you're suffering from persistent pain and it's a good pain management tool. And it should give you some short-term relief uh, and it should hopefully help you if you're in a, a acute flare-up. And also, if you suffer some of the things um, that a lot of people in chronic pain do suffer, like anxiety, stress, um, and those kind of things as well. And, and this exercise should really help with those things too. So a little bit of background information first, just so the exercise makes sense. So obviously being in acute pain, especially in acute flare-up, is a very stressful situation. Now if we can remember from you know school biology, the stress response, so when the body's under stress, the fight or flight response, obviously the heart rate goes up, so we start to pump more blood around our body. The respiratory rate goes up or the breathing rate goes up, so we want to take in more oxygen you know, we start to get build more muscle tension, everything starts to tighten up a little bit, and basically our body's getting ready to fight or run. And you know, historically, that's how these kind of um, responses have evolved, is back in the day, we had to run away from a lion or we had to fight somebody else. That, that That's what the fight or flight response is and the stress response is. Now, these days, we don't have those big stressors as frequently. So hopefully, you're not getting into fights very often. Hopefully, you haven't have to run away from any big animals that are going to eat you. But instead we're exposed to lots of little stressors. So we, we don't get those big infrequent stressors like we used to a thousand, probably more than a thousand, a million years ago. But what we get instead now is we get hundreds and hundreds of little stressors. So again, from first thing in the morning, the alarm going off, bam, 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 you know, really, really, really annoying noise most of the time to get us out of bed. That's a stressor. Then we turn on the radio, the news is on, bad stressor. We're stuck in traffic, stressor, urgent emails coming in, phone calls, all of these tiny little stressors constantly throughout the day. Now, unfortunately, the stress response is pretty similar regardless. Now, obviously, levels of stress can, can trigger bigger reactions, but the same response occurs. Our heart rate goes up, our respiratory rate goes up, and you know we, we, we get all those hormones released, those stress hormones released. Now, stress isn't a bad thing. It's good. We need it to be productive. So when you're busy at work, if you're training, you're exercising, you need that stress response to do all those things successfully. But the problem with modern lifestyle is we very rarely get out of that stress response again. So we very rarely come out of that fight or flight and go back into rest and digest. And this exercise can really, really help with that. So it's a breathing exercise. It's really, really simple, but it's really, really powerful when it's done correctly. 
Now, I want you to really buy into this. I want you to really give it a chance. You know, try your best with it. it I, I've seen some really, really, really good results with this. Now, if you imagine the extreme end of stress, so hyperventilation, you know, so we're breathing in more than we're breathing out. <laughs> Panthen, you know, so really, really high level exercise or panic attack, basically. So <laughs> hyperventilating, taking in as much air as possible, but we're not letting that air back out again. Again, when we breathe in, we imagine a rib cage is going to come up. So we're going to elevate a rib cage to try and get as much air in as possible. We're going to use a lot of the muscles in our neck and around the rib cage to help move it and get as much oxygen into our bodies as possible. So what we're going to do with this exercise is we're almost going to try and do the opposite of that. So we're still going to breathe in slowly, but we're going to exhale for as long as we can. Okay. Now, without going into too much detail, I want you to put your mouth in a certain position here, which helps to get the air in through your nose successfully. So where you want to put your tongue is the top of your mouth, the roof of your mouth, as if you're going to say na, 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 na. So where your tongue hits the, the roof of your mouth behind your teeth, rest your tongue up there, lips gently together, and you're going to slowly and gently breathe in through your nose. Now, I'm not going to do it because obviously you can't see me, but you want to do it really, really slowly. And the key here, it's really, really quietly. So if it's a, a big sniff in, that's too heavy. So we're going to use a lot of accessory muscles. We're not going to use a diaphragm very successfully. So ideally, you don't even want to hear yourself breathe. It wants to be almost effortless and silent. And it's a really slow, quiet breath in through your nose. So again, tongues on the roof of your mouth, lips together, teeth gently apart, slowly in through your nose. And I want you to breathe in through your nose for five or six seconds. So it's a slow inhale for five, four, three, two, one, and then you're going to exhale for eight seconds. So you're going to exhale slowly through your nose for eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Then pause, two second pause, and then inhale again slowly through your nose. Now the key is after the pause, the inhale can't be a gasp. So you need to have that tolerance to be able to pause for a second and breathe in slowly again. Otherwise, we need to shorten our times. So we need to inhale for a little bit less and exhale for a little bit less. But the exhale always needs to be about two or three seconds longer at least than the inhale. Because again, remember, we're trying to do the opposite of hyperventilation. We're trying to do the opposite of a ribcage constantly going up. We're trying to get the ribcage down and let the ribcage depress, internally rotate, rotate and retract. Which if you don't understand what that means, it's basically just allow the ribcage to move the way it would move as we exhale and we want to get it further in that direction than we do in the other direction. So I hope that kind of makes sense. I want you to do that for 10 minutes. So, uh, you know, get a, a, some music on, you can put a meditation, uh, guided meditation on YouTube on, whatever you can do, do it in silence if you're comfortable to do it in silence. But for 10 minutes, I want you just to slowly incorporate that breathing, get into a comfortable position. I don't mind if it's on your side, if it's sitting, if it's standing, preferably sitting or, or lying, lying down, something really comfortable, really relaxed. And then just do that for 10 minutes straight. And I guarantee you, you'll feel better. Now, it may not get rid of all of your pain, but if you're in a 10 out of 10 reaction at the moment, you'll get it down to a 7 or 8, at least. You know, it's going to definitely take the edge off. Um, and it's a really, really good exercise. And it's a good exercise generally if you lead a busy life. Like I said, if you're suffering from any stress, anxiety or anything like that, it's a really, really nice exercise as well. Some top tips with this exercise. If you're struggling with the exhale, hum. So again, if I breathe in slowly and exhale, I'm not going to do it again because you can't see me. I can only exhale for so long. But if I breathe in slowly and hum, mm, 
and again I could keep going so I can hum out for a lot longer than I can if I'm just exhaling and it's effortless you know I don't need to think about it it just happens automatically so if you're struggling with the exhale and you're on your own obviously if there's other people in the room it might be a bit weird but just hum out for as long as you can and that can make a really really good difference as well okay so well, like I said, I wanted to do something different this week. I wanted to give you some practical tips that you can actually use. Um, like I said, I don't want to give anything too, what's the word, too high level because on, everybody's not going to be ready for these high level exercises. So this is a real basic entry point exercise. This is something I'll use in the clinic every week with people who are in a, like real acute pain where you know they can barely move, they can barely get on the bed to do an assessment. This is my first exercise I'll go to is just getting them to breathe. A really, really good thing to do, which we'll probably do another episode on this, is visualize where you want to be as you're doing this. So get a real good image in your brain of what you want. Think back, and, and it's a lot easier to remember memories than create new visions. And so when you're trying to visualize where you want to be, think back to a time you felt really good, you know, the best you felt in your life, uh, and then visualize that moment as you're doing this breathing. I, I guarantee magic things start to happen again. Law of attraction, uh, power of positiv positivity. Just put that image in your brain and do this breathing exercise for 10 minutes. Reach out and let me know how you get on. So again, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Hope it's not a bit too out there for you. Um, give it a try. Like I said, put your mind to it. Um, give it a chance and let me know how you feel again. Facebook, Instagram, Shane Mooney Physio. Send me a message. Let me know how you find it and we'll speak to you again next week.